up, y'all? You are tuning in to Adult Teen. My name is Zoe Trask. I'm 20 years old, and I currently attend Xavier University of Louisiana. For this podcast, I want to dive into the awkward phase between 18 and 21, my generation. In this era of life, our voices are often ignored, and we're always pushed to the side, but not on my watch. So keep listening to find out more about us. Today, I have my very first special guest. Her name is Mari Forbes. She's a very close friend of mine. She's a business management major, and she's 20 years old as well. So, Mari, tell them a little bit about you. Um, hey, y'all. Um, I'm Mari. <laughs> I'm originally from the Dallas area. Uh, as Zoe said, I'm a business major. Um, I'll just be chilling, really. There's not much to say. <laughs> tell me where you're from. Um, I just said it originally. I'm from the Dallas area. And what year you're born? Oh, 01. Right. Okay. So, the first topic I want to dive into is film and TV. How does that affect our generation? Why is it so important? So, I know for one, we definitely were into a lot of childhood films. So, Disney is the biggest one, right? So, what kind of shows were you watching on Disney? Uh... I was watching everything. I'm being honest. I was watching everything, everything, until like up until Austin Alley when Austin Alley aired or like midway through. I watched everything before that. Mm-hmm. Hannah Montana, That's So Raven, Wizard Wave Place, you name it. Mm-hmm. I was watching it. So, which ones were your favorites? You would say. Um. Ooh, off the top, it would have to be That's So Raven, The Proud Family, Hannah Montana, and probably Wizards of Waverly Place. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, Good Luck Charlie was there, too. Good Luck Charlie. What about uh, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody? Sweet Life. That one. On Deck. I like On Deck better than Sweet Life. Really? Mm. Weird. I know. (laughs) (laughs) But I did. I don't know. Okay. So, why do you like those specific ones? Like, do you think there's a common theme? Um... I know I liked a lot of, like, That's So Raven or Wizards of Wavy Place because I was into, like, magic and, like, right. <laughs> that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I think I liked the Hannah Montana because, like, it was a double life and she could, you know, it was, like, this awestruck moment. She was a superstar, but yeah, she was an actual person. Right. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, maybe, maybe there's some similarities to it, but not really. I just liked them because they were funny. They cared to me. Yeah. So they catered to you. Like, what do you mean by that? I mean, as a kid, like, they made jokes that were funny. Even though now I probably wouldn't laugh at them. Or mm-hmm. I'd be like, that was so whack. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Do you find them to be, like, relatable? Um, In some, re-watching them now because of Disney+, Plus, like, in some ways, sometimes, because it's like I'm going through what that main character went through. Mm-hmm. But it's like I'm doing that at their age or older than them now. Mm-hmm. Like, what the character's supposed to be. So, as a kid, it was, like, yes, it was relatable, but it was mainly just funny. And, like, this is, like, what to look for or what to aspire to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, do you think that those shows kind of, like, glamorized what high school would be like or what, you know, school life is in general? How, like, Absolutely. Yeah. Honestly, I don't even know if it glamorized it. I think it just either dumbed it down to where it was like it's nowhere near this or glamorized to where it's absolutely nowhere near this Mm -hmm. and so like 
everyone's expecting high school to either be like the jocks the cheerleaders and all this stuff like so f- super clicky but it's not or like you expect to like have like that main bully and like you have this like ultimate rival and it's not so it's like it was definitely it was definitely a learning curve when i actually got to high school and realized it's not like tv mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so given that like given how it's so you know joyful like it, it doesn't seem real like reality so right. given that contrast between you know fantasy and reality how would you apply that to your life um i mean i think everyone likes the storylines of a tv show because they're stories they're not actual life right so like you try to have some type of story like effect to your actual life but in the end we all know that life is we only get one of it and then two it's not like a story it's mm-hmm. real so you can't just rewrite or go back in time to change something um so i think tv gives us that motivation to do it the way we want to do it the first time and so we wouldn't have to be like oh i wish i could go back and do this or i regret doing this right and to add on to that you know with facing reality what about those disney channel stars themselves like you notice how they kind of have a, a theme of a loss of innocence when they get older and they have to prove their adulthood. They have to prove yeah. that they're not, you know, the fan fantasy of, you know, Hannah Montana anymore. Like, why do you think that is? Um, I think, especially for the Disney stars of our childhood, I think it's mainly because, um, because like, Disney had such a weird setup with their Disney stars is like you would get your own TV show or you would get yeah you would get your own TV show and then somewhere in the middle of that like run you'll get your own little decom your Disney movie mm-hmm. and then like you'll be signed to a record label you have your own little music like everyone was doing that same pattern on Disney at that time right so with everyone doing that same pattern I think one it got boring and then two, as actors in the business outside of Disney, only people only knew them as Disney. So I think it was a way, once they got out of that Disney phase, they had to prove that they are not just Hannah Montana or they're not mm-hmm. just Alex Russo or whoever. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I think the reason why they exert or just exaggerate the fact that oh, I'm actually an adult, like, can actually do stuff, I can't get in trouble, I want to get in trouble, mm-hmm. so they have something else on their record besides, I'm this innocent Disney star. Right. Yeah. Right. So, let's dive into more kind of adult films, but we, of course, we were still watching them, because our parents put them on. <laughs> so, um, like, the biggest channel I remember, you know, watching when I was at least, like, around, like, 10 and up, I was watching BET. You know, we were both watching it. So, you know, we grew up in a black household. BET was always on. And so um, I kind of think about, you know, black versus white stereotypes. Mm -hmm. Not just BET, but also MTV. Mm -hmm. And so, um, of course, like, we can get into, like, you know, Tyler Perry movies. You know? Girl. (laughs) It's so funny because, like, growing up on them and going to the movies to watch them is like, oh, my dear this, oh, my dear that, blah, blah, blah. And it's like... They're, you know, when you're little, you don't, one, you don't recognize the the themes of them. Mm-hmm. And then two, you just you just want to laugh because, one, they're probably cursing. Two, it's an older lady. She's funny. Right. Like, you know, and just 
the stereotypes and what we think is supposed to happen in our household or what we think happens in other people's households. But, like, talking about them in particular, I think Tyler, one, first of all, he's honestly give him props because not many people can do what he does. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I feel like at least looking at it now and comparing to his stuff now, I think he's stuck in a rut, like, and stuck in this box of writing that, like he could branch out of because he's always giving mad black women or he's always giving sad black women or I'm getting a divorce. My husband's beating right, me. Something to and do then, with then, then Medea is supposed to be the token. I'm going to therapeute people. I'm the grandma or, or, the, or the take the care of. Like the mammy gone bad. Yeah, the mammy gone bad pretty yeah. much. And it's like, and then, but she still has that grit to her and that scariness to her to give her that other edge on right. the outside world. So what do you think that that like shows about like how do you think that influences black women? I think I think I don't think it influences all black women. I think it influences gullible black women or black women that are more so sustainable or they see that more often in their lives mm-hmm. than others. Because, um, like, for me personally, I grew up in the suburbs, so I didn't see as much of those topics that he was talking about. Of course, right. I knew about them, and I knew that they were there, but in my day-to-day life, that wasn't that wasn't what I saw. Um, that wasn't my household. So I think with the women that are in that, or children that grow up in those environments, I think mm-hmm. to them, it's like, well, if this is being put on TV, and this is being put on movies and blockbusters and plays, it's like, well, then it's acceptable. Right. And But also, I think there's also a way where people, they look at that and it's like, okay, this is a reflection of my life, so how can I be different from that reflection? Mm-hmm. I think that's another thing that people take from that. And, you know, what is up with the Section 8? Is we all are we all everyone's poor? in property all of a sudden like <laughs> I'm all black people poor I I guess so we all live in rundown houses right it's always cars. it's always a show where we always have to struggle to get out of the hood it's always can something. you get out of the hood something. something or or you get out of the hood and then the people still in the hood don't mess with you no more because you're out right you get stuck or in a, a drug a drug um, something pen or something like something. that why is that always put on black people. It's just like, how are we supposed to represent ourselves in the best of our ability if our own directors, our own people are putting us in that box? Right. So I think that's And them themselves are not even in that own box. Right. Right. Make sense. And I mean, like, of course he has this whole story, like, you grew up with a single mom, blah, blah, blah. And, like, that's cool. Like, if you want to take inspiration from your real life, fine. Not all of us grew up with single moms. But you can have some differences. And... His new stuff, like his TV shows now, are awful. I'm sorry, they are so bad. Nobody watches those. So, um, so how do you think those that outside of our race that are you know not black? How does you know Tyler Perry movies influence them? Um, I think, I think when we talk about movie, well. When they watch Medea movies, first of all, I thought it was so weird when I was little why white people would watch Medea movies. Like, that's not for y'all. Like, why are you watching this? You can't relate to this. But when they do watch it or when just outside races in general watch them, I think it fuels the stereotype they've already placed on us Mm. and, like, the, the hierarchy of where we are in the economic scale and everything and social class. And I think it kind of gives them validation to to continue these stereotypes to keep believing in them and also to to like try not to change them or believe in changing them 
So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Um, see, let's, so let's flip that and let's go into MTV and how there's a lot of, you know, white girl high school stereotypes. So, for example, you know, we used to watch Mean Girls. We used to watch Twilight. Um, we used to watch, like, you know, Teen Mom. Um, you know, on top of that, you know, uh, there were the black stereotypes within MTV. So, the Bad Girls Club. And like the flavor of love, oh, so no. given that MTV kind of has a diverse stereotype thing going on, how do you think that influenced our generation? Um, I think starting with Teen Mom, which I didn't really think about this till just now, but starting with Teen Mom, so like if we talk about like our older siblings or something like that, like the '90s, actual like early '90s babies. Like, Teen Mom was their age group, right? So we were watching it, and we were watching it younger. And so we were like, we obviously don't want to be on Teen Mom, one, because it's a bad show, and two, why? Um, So I think as of now, looking at it, now that we're older and we're in that Teen Mom age range, most of us don't have children Mm -hmm. right now, opposed to those that did, that were older than us. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think one team mom weirdly taught us not to get pregnant at 16. <laughs> and then two, I think two teen mom kind of in a size or not. I don't even know if that's a word, but like made the white girls who did get pregnant young, like overly innocent. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, they would have arguments with their baby daddy and yeah, they have arguments with their families. But like it was nothing near to the arguments they would show with between black individuals Mm -hmm. or black women or black families so i think in that case it further the stereotypes that white women are innocent black women are angry and not like you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying or overly sexualized and stuff Mm -hmm. um when you think of either like uh the flavor of love yeah uh flavor flav in them or bad girls club is like most of those women were minorities Mm -hmm. were black and then two what were they wearing because you could see everything possibly and I it's mean, like that yeah but it wasn't really about that well it was because they were hypersexualizing them exactly. always exactly. but then it's always showing that black women were just aggressive all the time that's right. all it was always getting into and fights and so to see how like team mom is a little different it's interesting to see how they're able to you know bring like sympathy and pity for those girls who are team moms when it's not even as common to see teen moms that are white compared to minorities. Yeah. And so it was also interesting to see a hierarchy, per se, of white privilege and to see that the teen moms were treated as the bottom of the pyramid. They were the quote-unquote white trash. Right. So it was like they were making fun of themselves but also still exploiting their privilege over minorities. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, yeah, it's just weird. Mm-hmm. In the end. Mm-hmm. So, given all of this information about TV and film, why do you think this matters for our generation? Um, I think with us, because we're such a weird generation, honestly. We are. Like, we are technically Gen Z or whatever. Yeah. Or something like that. But it's like most, at least from in my circumstance, I'm the youngest of three, mm-hmm. and my sister was born in the '80s. My brother was born in the '90s. So I have a lot of, and then my parents are older. So I have a lot of influences from older generations. So it's like it's a weird 
generation one because we're at the end of a millennial and we're starting a millennial and then we're also we're growing up in this technical age like we still remember vcrs and stuff yeah and like it's like we were there for the evolution it exactly like we were CD we were there and, and it's like we, we remember cds we remember i remember having a cd player i remember yeah. when mt like um mp3 like really became like a thing like yeah. when my brother first burned um songs on my ipod nano mm-hmm. so it's just like from like we're literally that generation that grew up with everything that yeah. people have now so i think what's really weird and what's also really important is that we continue to have we continue to have like backups to our childhood and throwbacks to our childhood but as well as we continue to move forward from that mm-hmm. because i mean also i think that's the the big idea it's right. like we have the ability to go back and look what right. we want you know better than any other generation and because we're able to go back and look what we've done we're able to analyze what we've done and then grow from it grow from it yeah, yeah. and same thing like with tv like with all the 90 sitcoms and just like all the streaming platforms like uploading the old shows to like now and us watching them now first you're watching them in a totally different light because not only are we in college we're young adults we're young women like we have shit going on basically so it's like the shit that they're talking about we can relate to and so watching them now but one we can relate to them and two we can also see how different the world was then Mm -hmm and pop culture then than it is now. And I think another thing, how film and TV, I think film and TV shows us the reflection of our world Mm -hmm. and what is going on in the moment. So I think in circumstances where you can go back and um, watch old shows and just watch old sitcoms, whatever, it's like you can reflect on where the world was and be thankful of how much we've grown from then, but know that we still have a lot more growth to do. yeah so i don't know yeah and you know i've noticed like when we watch kind of our old childhood films it's always you know the common thing of the underdog is you know overcoming yeah like overcoming their their battles and things like that how do you apply that like do you use that for your real life or um weirdly i think that i do but I think I do it in, on such a subconscious level that, like, I don't even know that I do it until I, like, actually think that mm-hmm. I do it. So, like, one of my favorite things when I was little was, like, Cinderella stories or, like, the Cinderella movies and all that. I don't know why. I like I like her being this, like, mouse in a box. Mm-hmm. And you have this angry cat always telling you what to do, taking your food, yada, 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 threatening you. And eventually you're like, bump that. Let me break out of this box. And they break out the box, and then they, you know, they, like, they do what they want, and they live from themselves, and, like, they don't take anything from anyone. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I've always liked those, and I've always admired those. So, I think, relating it back to my life now, I think I was so used to, as a kid, one, being the youngest, and then, two, just... Applying pressure to myself that I probably didn't need to apply, but also was just kind of implied at the same time with the dynamic of my family. So it's like, I've, I don't know, I don't know if I necessarily felt like I was in a box for so long, but now I'm starting to get out that box and it's like, I'm not living for the cat anymore. I'm not living for nobody else anymore. I'm living for myself. And so, like, I don't know, I think some of the themes 
growing up, it's like you can't, like, in the end, it's going to be your life. You live it. It's nobody else's. Everyone else has already lived their life. Your parents have already lived their life. So I think partaking from what I've watched as a kid and what I even still watch now, I mean, yeah, are those type of lessons. So looking back on it, do you think that those shows, you know, influenced you more positively or, or negatively? Um, I think positively. I mean, to be honest, when I was a kid, I didn't watch stupid shows. I'm going to be very honest. I didn't watch a lot of cartoons. Um, <laughs> I, I, I didn't watch a lot of things that were, like, obviously very much super-duper catered to children. Mm-hmm. Um, because, one, I didn't think that they were funny. I didn't find the humor in that. I don't know why I didn't. I just didn't. Um, and then, two, I think that I've learned... Or I realized after every episode, because every episode had a lesson. I mean, it's Disney. Every episode had some type of lesson. Mm-hmm. So, like, after, at the end of every episode, I realized not only what the character has done, but what I could do in that situation and how I could fix that um, and maybe possibly have used that in my everyday life as mm-hmm. a kid and just, like, growing up. But I, I, think, I think overall it affected me positively. I mean, there's a few things that probably did affect me negatively at one point, but... I mean, it doesn't now, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I can definitely say that we're grateful for having those shows, though. Yeah. Because they really do help influence how we are now. Yeah. And help us grow. So. Yeah. Well, this was a really good discussion, Mari. This thank was you fun. for joining me. <laughs> and no this is the podcast Adult Teen. It's episode one. Um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for tuning in. See you later. Bye. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>